Welcome back to Held and Healed. This podcast is a resource filled with resources to help you on your healing journey, especially for women who are rebuilding after abuse. And I just thank you so much for taking time to join us. And if you are a woman who is on that healing journey and or you are um, someone who is walking with and helping a woman who is on that journey, I just thank you for coming into this space and pray that it will be a blessing to you and the people in your life. This is not intended to take the place of licensed therapy. We strongly encourage you to seek out trauma-informed, abuse-informed therapists. And if you need recommendations for uh, people that are qualified to do that, please message me and I will give you the recommendations that I am aware of at the time. And uh, we do have some upcoming events that I would like to highlight starting on February the 15th. As long as we get enough people signed up, I am doing boundaries group coaching. So boundaries is another area that I am learning and growing in. And when I asked for topics that the ladies in our group wanted to cover, that was one that they, they said that resonated with them. So we'll have 12 weeks of unpacking 12 different truths about boundaries. We will alternate between Zooms and Facebook Lives in a very small, private, intimate Facebook group. After the 12 weeks is over, you will be added to an alumni group and you'll have access long-term to the videos that I create for each of these truths. And you'll be able to stay in community with the ladies and others that get added in. So that's coming up. If you just go to heatherelizabeth.org and you click the um, group coaching tab, whatever current group coaching that's available, that's what will pop up. So if it's past this one, then the next one is what you'll grab um, when you see that. Also, March 25 through 26, I am hosting the first Safer Spaces Summit. That is also online. It's a virtual event. And I am hosting that with 11 other amazing advocates, authors, leaders, speakers, just men and women who are just doing amazing things in faith communities to bring awareness about abuse and to offer stories, statistics, and solutions for addressing abuse. So we're going to cover a lot of topics that are needed. Again, if you go to heatherelizabeth.org and you click on the summit tab, you will be able to register for that. If it's later and past the live event, there will be opportunity to purchase the vault. So anytime that you're listening to this, you should still have access to that vault. And it'll be 12 hours of content that you can use to just know better and do better. This is for survivors, it's for helpers of all kinds, it's for spiritual leaders, lay people, um, counselors, coaches, mentors, educators, helpers. If you are a parent of or a sibling of a survivor, this would be an incredible opportunity for you to learn about the patterns and systems of abuse, about trauma and how it affects our bodies, about um, how Faith communities need to address different forms of abuse and abusers and sexual abuse that happens within faith communities. We're just going to unpack a lot of good stuff together and equip you with lots and lots of resources that you will have after the event is over. So you can further dig into learning and also if you want to um, come on board with some of the trainings that are available through some of the ministries. So 
just go to heatherelizabeth.org, click on the summit tab, the coaching tab, and all of those um, options will pop up. So today we are going to discuss a topic that has been very much um, coming up for me. I am not sharing this as something that I have perfected or something that I have down, but rather something that I am in the midst of learning. I say very regularly, I have so much to learn and I also have so much to unlearn. Unlearn may not be a word, but for the case of recovery and rebuilding our lives after abuse, there's a lot, a lot that we have to unlearn. And so today the topic that we are going to be covering is self-compassion. Self-compassion. So I'm going to define compassion first and then explain how it then translates to self-compassion. So it is a noun. Compassion is a noun. It's a deep awareness of the suffering of someone and the desire to relieve that suffering. I'm going to repeat that. Compassion is the deep awareness of the suffering of someone and the desire to relieve the suffering. So it's not just seeing the need, but it's then wanting to help alleviate the pain and the suffering of someone else. So then we talk about self-compassion. This is from goodtherapy.org. It's the ability to turn understanding and acceptance and love inwardly. So it's the ability to look at ourselves and see the suffering that we have endured have a desire to see that suffering relieved and then turn to the understanding, the acceptance and love for ourselves. If your compassion does not include yourself, it is incomplete. That is a quote from Jack Cornfield. If your compassion does not include yourself, it is incomplete. Many of us have the ability to see other people and to care for them and to have compassion for them and to empathize with them. But we do not turn that to ourselves. All right. So one thing that I have to say when I go and start thinking things that are not good thoughts, not helpful thoughts, not uplifting thoughts, is would I say that to a close friend? Would I say what I'm saying to myself? Would I actually say those words to someone that I love and care about? If not, then why am I saying it to myself? So let's just go at a couple of the really big ones. You are worthless. I believed that for so very, very long. I believed that I had no value and I had no worth. I'm going to flip that. And I'm going to say I am valuable. I am precious. I am priceless in my father's eyes. I am valuable to the people who love me and care about me. I am not worthless. I would not tell any other person on the face of the earth that they were worthless. I wouldn't. Why do I say that to myself? Another big one that has come, especially in the last five years, as I have dealt with chronic illness, separation, divorce, DV by proxy, all the things, is I am a screw up as a mom. I would not go up to any friend that I love and care about who I know is a loving mother, I would not walk up to her and say, you are a screw up as a mom. I just wouldn't do that. That would be cruel. Have I had people say it to me? Oh yeah, I have. <laughs> I have had people speak it to me and I have spoken it over myself. Myself. The truth is, is that I'm a loving mom. The truth is, is that I'm a safe mom. I'm not a perfect mom by any means, but I do love my kids and I do want to protect them. And that is true. So whatever it is that you're speaking over yourself, maybe write it down on a piece of paper 
and then write the opposite and make yourself this week be very conscious and aware of what you're speaking over yourself. Something I want to say right out of the gate is that self-compassion and self-care is not selfish. It's not. We cannot care for other people if we do not take care of ourselves. We go back to the analogy of the cup. And if you do not have something inside of your cup to pour out, then you do not have anything to pour into the lives of people. You cannot pour from an empty cup. So fill your cup up. Take care of you. Nourish yourself. And then you have something to spill out and pour out on other people. The oxygen mask. When you're in an airplane and they go through their spiel at the very beginning of the flight and they tell you, in case of this, in case of that, in case of this, you need to secure your oxygen mask to your face before you help anyone else because you have to keep the oxygen and the life and the breath flowing to yourself so that you have something to actually give to other people. I heard an analogy. I believe it was during the Give Her Wings Academy, which is an incredible way to get a foundation of understanding abuse and patterns and systems of abuse and how to help people who are coming from that. And we were talking about self-care and the analogy was given of a house plant. Now, this analogy is only effective for some people. I can't keep house plants alive. So just work with me if you're one of those people. If you're someone who loves houseplants and has thriving houseplants and can keep them alive, I'm thinking of someone in particular who just posted on Instagram yesterday. I think I'm going to send this to her. And she has like this tropical paradise inside of her house in the winter. She has all these gorgeous houseplants that are thriving in the dead of winter. They would not look like that if they came to my house. I am in awe of people who can keep those plants alive. So think about a house plant. And if you walk into a room and you notice that that plant is beginning to wither and wilt and droop, you are going to assess, does it need light? Does it need water? Does it need nourishment? And you're going to, if you're a good plant mama, you're going to take care of that plant. You're going to give it what it needs. So we're asking, I'm asking myself and I'm asking you, can you give yourself at least as much compassion and care as you would give a houseplant? That's not very, that's not like too much to ask or expect. That's not selfish. Think about the houseplant. You need basic things to keep yourself alive and it's okay. It's necessary and vital for you to give yourself those things. So I think about healthy habits. We use the term self-care to the point that it's gotten kind of old and you kind of roll your eyes and it's more than bubble baths and eating chocolate and all the things. Those things can be part of self-care. But I also like to really talk about healthy habits. So sleep, 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 sleep. Sleep is even more vital than food and water. Maybe not water, but food. You can go for a long period of time without food, but you cannot go a long time without water or sleep. So minimum of six to eight hours of sleep. I think a lot of people really need more like eight to 10. Know your body, know what it needs and honor that limitation. Do what you need to do at night to start shutting your brain down. Uh, a supplement maybe that would help with helping your, your brain to settle and calm down and help you to fall asleep. Shutting off electronics, again, not something I'm great at, but it does help your brain to settle. Reading for a couple minutes before you fall asleep. Then we also need good nutrition. Eating foods that are whole foods that have more um, nutrients 
and are not filled with toxins and preservatives, all the things. There's so many more things available right now than what we had even five years ago. I started this journey of radically changing how I eat about five years ago. And I tell you, there's so much more accessible to us than there was even then. Hydration, drink, 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 drink. Kind of a baseline for most people is take your body weight, divide that number in two, and drink that many ounces in water. It's just kind of a baseline. Some people need more, some people need less. If you are super active and you're sweating and you have like a very labor intensive job or you work out, you're going to need more water. Supplement, supplement, supplements. I, not doing so hot with this right now. Mm-mm-mm. I looked at my little pill container and realized I have not taken my supplements in a week. Okay, that's not good. So this is one I definitely need work on. But find a good quality supplement that is not filled with a bunch of garbage. If you need suggestions for that, please reach out. There are some brands that I can recommend. And take those supplements. Um, Pretty baseline for me right now is B, C, D, zinc. I take lutein for my eyes. Um... I am on a collagen product right now. I do have a sleep spray that I love at nighttime. And I feel like I'm forgetting something. Oh, my elderberry. Those are kind of my my baseline for right now. Movement, movement, movement. Any type of movement is better than no type of movement. It does not have to be full-blown marathons and full-blown cardio, but whatever your body can tolerate. I did very, very well in 2020 with Pilates and was starting to notice some changes and some core strengthening and some just, yeah, I was noticing. It was really, it was starting to, I was starting to feel better. And then 2021, I just, I just let that habit go. So figure out, is it Pilates? Is it walking? Is it something like weightlifting or running, whatever your body can tolerate and try to move. Um, You need to move every single day a little bit, but then try to do some more intense movement several times a day, Um, several times a week, sorry. Um, Getting outside. This time of year is really hard on a lot of us. A lot of people have sad and it's real and we can't get outside and absorb the, the sunshine and the vitamin D. But when you can, please do. Um, I think we are about a month out, a little bit over a month out from the official spring changeover of seasons. And as the days get longer, oh my gosh, it makes such a difference in how I feel when we have sunlight past five o'clock, past 530. Um, Other things, keeping a gratitude journal. That is really a great way to shift your perspective and Right now, I'm just writing in my gratitude journal for the week. I just pick it up on Sunday, and I go back and look over my planner and the things that I did all week, and I write in it. If you can do it every day, that's great. Or if you can do it once a week, I try to find three things every day to express gratitude for. Set and keep any appointments you have with your doctors, your counselors, your specialists. Spend time with safe friends. So... I am working right now on a future podcast that we'll talk about and discuss what makes a relationship safe. What are the green flags in relationships versus the red flags? So stay tuned for that. But yeah, it's really important, um, especially in the last two years where there's been a lot of isolation. There's been a lot of just not meeting together and being with your people. I encourage you to find ways to be face-to-face with people when possible. 
And then to use technology like Zoom and Marco Polo and FaceTime and other telephones. Some people don't like to talk on the phone, but I need to actually hear the voice of other people and I need to interact in real time or back and forth with Marco Polo is a great option too. So find ways to get time with your safe people. Okay. I'm not going to go into a whole lot of details about boundaries, but boundaries are a part of self-compassion. And um, I do have the boundaries group coaching coming up. If you want to learn more about setting and maintaining and holding boundaries, that would be a great place. And then one of the components of that is spoon theory. So if you are someone who is recovering from chronic illness or any form of trauma, you have maybe heard about the spoon theory. And I did not write down who the originator is of this, but you can just simply Google it. And basically it's helping you to understand that every day you start with an allotment of resources and we are measuring them by spoons. So one spoon may be getting out of bed. One spoon may be um, counting out your supplements or taking your supplements. Two spoons may be taking a shower or returning an email. Four spoons on the on the graphic that I have, four spoons is for going to work all day. I think that if you're going to work eight hours a day, it's going to take a heck of a lot more spoons than four. Yeah, if it's an eight-hour day, I would say it's going to take eight spoons. But some of us who are recovering from chronic illness and trauma, we may only start the day with two or three spoons. I remember a season where I had two or three spoons a day. And so my spoons would be getting up, taking a shower, and making something simple to eat. And that was it. That's all I could do in a day. Now I think I'm operating more with 10 maybe some days 15 spoons. So it just depends on where you are. And you can Google the spoon theory to get more information. And I'll probably be talking about that down the road more in depth. So um, the holistic, holistically grace meme um, that I, I shared this in our Held and Healed group. If you are a lady and you would like to join us, Held and Healed, Christian Women Rebuilding After Abuse is our Facebook group. I share all kinds of great resources, and I have started an album about self-compassion. And this um, Holistically Grace meme says, stop gaslighting yourself. And she just goes through a list of things that we have been told or we believe, and then she gives the truth. You're not too sensitive, but you may not feel seen, heard, or validated. Do you see how different those two statements are? Oh, you're just too sensitive. That's a negative. That's judgy and shameful and blaming of a victim. When the truth is, is you may not feel seen, heard, or validated. The gaslighting is you're just so needy. The truth is you may have needs that are not being met. And that's valid and that's legitimate. The gaslighting says you're just overreacting. The truth is you may have a wound or a trigger that you need to work through and have someone compassionately, yourself included, walk with you through that. The gaslighting is you just ask for too much and you just expect too much from people. The truth is you seek love, consideration, respect, reasonable expectations and relationships and there's nothing wrong with that. There's another quote, and it just had all these words blurbed together as the resource. So I don't know if this 
who this is, but it was Mark and Angel. So I don't know who that is, but that was at the bottom of this meme. The quote says, you won't always be a priority to others. And that's why you have to be a priority to yourself. Learn to respect yourself, take care of yourself, and become your own support system. Your needs matter. Stop, start, sorry, start meeting them. Don't wait on others to choose you. Choose yourself today. It's a really, really important. Choose yourself. Don't wait for other people to do it. Dr. Heidi Green said, self-compassion does not mean sitting in self-pity for how hard things are or have been. Self-compassion is the tool we use to feel strong and supported enough to face and overcome our challenges. Self-compassion acknowledges that things are hard. It gives us permission to feel hurt, upset, or angry. With self-compassion, we use kindness to create a plan for overcoming and helping ourselves, just like we would help others. So I come back to that again. What would you do for your friend who is hurting? What would you do for someone in need, even a total stranger that you see having a hard day? You would have compassion for her. You may offer her a smile or a kind word or something more. Then do at least that much for yourself. Amanda E. White from Therapy for Women, um, she has some suggestions for how to practice self-compassion. Talk to yourself like you would talk to a loved one. So we said that kind of in the very beginning there. Speak kindness over yourself. Beating yourself up does not help. So don't beat yourself up. Practice mindfulness. Focus on the present. You are not your thoughts. That's a really, really good point. You are not your thoughts. Also, you are not your trauma. You are not your illness. You are not the thing that has happened to you. You have an identity that is separate from your thoughts, your trauma, the abuse that you've suffered. She also says to give up the idea that you will be perfect. Perfection is not our friend. Perfection freezes us. Perfection paralyzes us. Perfection cripples us. It keeps us from moving forward. If I was worried about perfection, I would have never even started this podcast. I would have been scared and I would have cared too much about how amateur it is and how simple it is and how baseline it is. And then one day I was like, you know what? I have some things to share. I have some things that have helped me that I think will help other people. So I'm just going to do it. I am just going to push the button. I'm going to start it and I'm going to do the thing. And now I think this is number 40, 40, episode 40. Um, Hello, just do the thing. If God's put something in your heart and he's given you the giftings and the ability to do it, just do it. And don't worry about being perfect. We can always go back later if we don't get everything right. And if we have humble hearts and teachable spirits, we can say, hey, you know what? I said such and such at one place, but now I kind of understand things differently. So I want to correct myself from the past and just do the thing and don't be scared about it being perfect. Um, Amanda E. White also says, you can become and hold yourself accountable. Set small realistic goals. If you mess up, be kind readjust and move forward so there is the smart s-m-a-r-t 
acronym when you're setting goals. That's another thing that you can Google because if I try to remember all of the components of that acronym, I'm probably going to forget one. But um, specific, measurable, achievable, R. What's the R? And then time sensitive. So set goals that you can actually achieve, but also make them challenging so that you are growing and you are moving forward. And when you mess up, because you will, we will mess up. We will mess up. Adjust. Give yourself grace and move forward. So I don't know who this is for today, but if you are part of Held and Healed, um, message me and just let me know if there's something in this self-compassion episode that jumped out at you. Um, tell me how are you doing with self-compassion Do you feel like you are just at the very, very beginning, the early stages of learning what this looks like? Do you feel like you have a long, long way to go and you beat yourself up most days and you're not kind to yourself? Do you feel like maybe this is something you do actually have a handle on and you can teach me a thing or two? Feel free to. I'm going to try to pull up on my laptop some other memes that I have saved in the group. So just bear with me if I get a little distracted because I do struggle to do two things at once because my brain. And please excuse any background noise that you may hear because of this. I I tried earlier to just bring it up on my phone and actually deleted my podcast episode. So we're not going to do that again. Again, not perfect. You readjust, you start over, you move forward. I just had to do that with this podcast. I think I was like 20 minutes in when I did that and I had to go back. So we're going to move forward. And if you hear a little bit of background noise, I do apologize. So in Held and Healed, I have all kinds of guides where I organize information for you. And then I also have um, albums where I save different collections of albums. And today I started a self-compassion album. So I'm just going to go through some of these and read because these will give you some really practical tools. This is from um, an organization called selfcompassion.org. Self-compassion phrases to support you in any moment. May I be free from fear. May I treat myself with kindness. May I love myself just as I am. May I know my own goodness. May I give myself the compassion that I need. Also from this same organization, five ways to practice over the holidays. Okay, so this is, um, you know, more practical during the holidays or during maybe times when you're going to be around certain people that you've maybe been no or low contact or had to set boundaries with. Let go of expectations. Acknowledge that everything doesn't need to be perfect. Practice self-kindness. Do the best to eliminate, your best to eliminate any negative self-talk. Understand the imperfections of humanity when you can remember to practice gratitude. Self-care, not self-indulgence. Ask yourself, honestly, what do I need right now? So there is a difference between self-care, self-compassion, and then being indulgent. Although there are times I think we can indulge in certain things as long as they are healthy and safe. Take a self-compassion break. This is a 31 Days of Self-Compassion by I Am Haley K. So I do not know who this person is, but this is really, really cool. I'm just going to read the suggestion she has on this calendar. Give yourself space to feel. 
try something new without judgment. Again, don't worry about being perfectionist. Like when you're doing something new, it's going to take some practice and getting used to. Pause before reacting. That's one I definitely am going to practice. Give grace to someone else. Do something silly, letting go of your reservations. Day six, ask yourself what you really believe. Number seven, forgive yourself for not knowing what you did not know. That's really big. Give yourself grace. You did not know what you did not know. Remind yourself that messing up is not failure. It's human. Give the apology you never received. Oh, sorry. It's not give. Grieve. Grieve the apology you never received. I really, really like that one. Tell yourself something good. Let your thoughts flow without believing all of them. Release the need to prove how you feel. Tell someone how you feel without expectation. Treat yourself to something extra delicious. Day 15, speak kindly to yourself. Get curious about any self, about where self-doubt comes from. Tell someone you appreciate them. Day 18 simply says cry. It's really important to release emotions through crying. That's a very healthy way to release emotion. Push yourself just a little bit. So is there something that you want to do, something you want to try? Not overly push, but just make yourself step out and do something a little bit harder, a little bit scary. Prove to yourself that you can do it. Take responsibility for any times that you've made a mistake. Say no and mean it. Did you know that no, just two little letters, one little word is an answer? No, you don't have to say anything else. Let yourself sit in silence for five minutes. Oh my goodness. How often do we do that? Accept a compliment without questioning. And I would add, accept a compliment without getting embarrassed, without denying the compliment, without minimizing the compliment. Question if fear is leading your life or your goals. Sincerely apologize to someone you may have hurt. Now, This is sincere and this is genuine and this is where you've actually done someone wrong. If you are just being accused of hurting someone because you've confronted their abuse, that's not the same. You do not need to apologize for responding to someone's abuse. But if you know that you have done something hurtful to someone, apologize with sincerity and let them know that you're aware. Let go of control and let life flow. Okay, that's pretty huge and... (laughs) Not something you can just do in a day. Okay. Do something the younger you would be excited about. I like that one. Day 28 is one simple word. Try. Write down five reminders for when times get tough. So think about five truths that you need to hear and you need to remind yourself of and write those down. Do one thing your doubt tells you that you cannot do. And then day 31, rest without trying to convince yourself why you deserve it. Oh my goodness. That's a really good one for many, many people. You need to rest. Your body needs to rest. You need to recover. It does not make you less than a person. It makes you a wise person to rest and to restore. There is a meme called Be Kind to Yourself by Kristen Neff. And she says, self-compassion is a source of strength and resilience. 
self-kindness. We are as caring towards ourselves as we are towards others. We've said that multiple times today. That could be a benchmark for us. We recognize our common humanity and our shared human experiences and the moment of connection with other people. And then there's mindfulness where we're being open to the reality of the present moment. We acknowledge our suffering without exaggerating it. So be kind to yourself. Be just as gentle and kind to yourself as you would be to anybody else. This is not selfish. This is wise. She has, um, let me see who this is by, Healing the Anxious Mind and Mindful of Dreams. I think I guess this resource is coming from two different sources. So she reframes thoughts to practice. And so on one side, there's instead of, and then there's try this. So I'm going to read instead of this and then try this. And these are all self-compassion practices. Instead of saying, I can't believe I feel like this again. I feel like I have failed. Try this. I recognize this is a moment of suffering. I want to support myself in the best way possible right now. Doesn't that feel different? Instead of saying, I have so much to get done today. I have to do it all. Try this. I'll do my best to get things done. But if I can't, it's okay. I really like that one. Instead of, I have to do everything perfect all the time to feel like I am enough. Try this. I know that I am always enough and my worth is not determined by my productivity. Preach, preach, preach. Another meme that I saw just before I started this podcast, a friend had posted and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm getting ready to speak on that. Be careful how you talk to yourself because you are listening. That's Lisa M. Hayes. Very, very important. Self-compassion break. This is by Dr. Kristen Neff again. She says, number one, in this moment of suffering, say, this is really hard. I'm really struggling. I'm in a shame storm. Number two, suffering is part of life. It's not abnormal to feel this way. Many people go through similar situations. Three, may I be kind to myself in this moment. Put your hand on your heart and say to yourself, I am here for you. It's going to be okay. I care about you. And I am so sorry you are hurting. I would say that to other people. I'm so sorry you're hurting. Do I take time to say that to myself? I think there's another one here. This one comes from selfcompassion.org. Ways to cultivate self-compassion. Speak and think kindly about yourself. Spend time doing things you truly enjoy. Release yourself from your mistakes. Strive to avoid judgments and assumptions. Take care of your mind and your body and cultivate acceptance, even for your flaws. So... So, so good. So many great nuggets and things to just ponder and reflect on. And remember the plant. Remember the house plant. Are you today giving yourself at least as much compassion as you would give a wilty, droopy house plant? Will you move yourself toward the light, literally and figuratively? Will you hydrate and nourish your soul, your body, your spirit? Will you speak to yourself today with the same grace, the same care, the same kindness, the same mercy that you would speak to anybody that you love? 
I think of many of us who were raised in church culture and were raised um, amongst, you know, abuse and then endured abusive relationships. We've been told over and over again that we need to suffer and that we need to lay down our life and we need to do X, Y, Z to make really hard-hearted and abusive people like change. And those things are simply not true. We've had this burden laid upon our shoulders that was never ours to bear. Jesus came to lay down his life. He sacrificed his life at the cross for our salvation. There's no other person that needs to do that to save another person. So if you've been told that you need to be crucified, if you've been told that you need to suffer or sweat drops of blood so that someone in your life will come to salvation, that is a lie from the pit of hell. That is not the truth. That is idolatry. And it takes away from the sacrifice that Jesus made. He came. He laid down his life. He sacrificed. He chose to do that to save us. We do not have to do that for other human beings. So um, I just hope, I pray, and I believe that many listening are going to have just a moment of clarity, a light bulb moment, something from this episode I believe is going to just jump out. And I cannot wait to hear how you apply the truth of who you are and that it is absolutely okay for you to take care of yourself. It is okay for you to speak life and light and hope and healing over yourself and stop, stop speaking the harmful things over yourself. Let me, let me close this out with some prayer. Father, I thank you so much for loving us. I thank you for sending Jesus to be the ultimate sacrifice. He laid down his life. He gave it up. He was for once and for all the sacrifice. And we do not have to physically um, lay on a cross to save other people. That's what Jesus came to do. And so help us now to have compassion for ourselves. Help us to see ourselves the way that you see us. If we could just glimpse, if we could just glimpse what it's like when you look down from heaven and as Zephaniah 3.17 says, that the Lord our God is with us, the mighty warrior who saves, that you take great delight in us, and that you don't rebuke us, but you rejoice over us with singing. Can you give us a picture today of what that looks like, how much you love us, and how much you rejoice over us, and you delight in us, and you break into song when you look down and you see your children Help us to have that picture of ourselves. Help us to love ourselves and to embrace the gifts, the good, the hard things, the flaws even about ourselves, the the complete package. Help us to be willing to grow. Help us to be willing to learn. Help us to be willing to be humble and teachable. I thank you for each person who has taken the time to listen and I pray that these beautiful women would feel seen and held and heard and validated. I ask, Lord, that they would know how beautiful they are in your sight, how loved, how cherished, how honored. I ask that today there would be breakthrough, that we would know truth and that truth would set us free. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, you can find me at heatherelizabeth.org 
Ladies, you're welcome to join us on Facebook at Held and Healed, Christian Women Rebuilding After Abuse. And if you want information about the summit or the coaching, please just check those tabs on my website. And blessings, I pray that you will extend yourself compassion and grace and mercy in the days to come. Thank you so much for your time, and I pray that you will be, um, you will feel held even as you are being healed. <laughs>